some of the new folks here, I'll just give you some uh, definitions of terms, yes? One of them is selfing. That's probably the most used statement. So selfing is a mental process, or it's actually the compilation of a lot of mental processes. And those mental processes, in a way, get used to imply, to assume, to insinuate, to suppose that we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing. So the thought system itself, if you look at it, the thought when you're thought about, you're pictured as a body. Yes? Mm-hmm. When you think, you can't think about yourself as a spirit, you know, but you, and even when you think about spirit, it's referenced as a body. You're thinking about spirit from a body. Yes? So the thought system pictures us as bodies. So, and the thought system is happening now, but its value system lies in yesterday and tomorrow. It's, it puts a lot more value on yesterday and tomorrow than it does now, or it would be shutting up. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be the appropriate response. You know, no thinking because you're here. <laughs> but so it uses here to think about yesterday and tomorrow because in in yesterday and tomorrow you can appear as a body to it. Yeah. So when it's thinking about you, like where were you five years ago, it pictures you as a body, let's say in Hawaii or something. Yeah. And when it's concerned what's going to happen to you five years from now, it's, you're pictured as a body. So obviously the thought system pictures us as body. Yes? So that, in a way, so the thought system, if there's a listening to the thought system, or let's say an unconscious devotion to the thought system, it's going to be quite obvious or easy to take yourself as a body, because it's taking yourself as a, taking you as a body all day. And you're having tons of thoughts all day. All day. Mostly about yesterday, tomorrow. And either you play one role or the other role. Either you're the thinker of them, or you're the object of them. Yeah, and if and or maybe another you that's an object of them because in a sense we're all yous. Yeah, right here, like you're seeing me, but never as a me. You're seeing me as a you, and I'm seeing everyone there as yous. Yet everyone here, even though by the mass amount of experience are being seen as a you, we all think we're a me. It's quite different. It's huge. It's sort of, so here, the mental state presents you as a you, basically, basically a you. If there's a believing in it, the a drops out, and then very shortly thereafter, the you gets coronated as me. (laughs) Which makes it the most, because there's only going to be one me in the whole world, the whole universe, there's only going to be one me. Now, you can't say that when you're a, a you. There's millions of us, yeah? But it gets totally shrunk down to one as soon as that you is coronated as me. And then you now suddenly, as we say in recovery, you may not be much, but you're all that you think about. (laughs) Because it's almost like a blow-up doll with a lot of holes in it. you got to keep putting fucking air in it. (laughs) Which is the thinking. 
Yeah. It just keeps blowing up this doll that just keeps... And so, therefore, it's very obvious what's happening right now. Yeah. What's happening right now is a nothingness or an awareness, let's say, called consciousness. See, when you see, it, does, it isn't like an arm of seeing that comes out. It's not a thing that's seen, is it? You're seeing things, but there's not a thing that's seen. Like something's moving through the eye. The eye isn't seeing. The eye facilitates seeing. Mm -hmm. If you died and nothing had happened to appear, there would be no seeing out of that eye, but you could take it out of the dead body, put it in a live body, and it would facilitate seeing. So obviously, it's not the eye that's seeing. So there's a sense, let's say, call it nothingness that's seen. So basically, where we all meet before we diverge and part in the mental activity is consciousness and contact, yes? So there's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. That comprises all our experiences, yeah? We're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Now, all of us, that's the baseline. So there's conscious contact. And then, in conscious contact, the mental process arises, which takes time for it to arise. And so the mental process arises and presents a story about what's happening, and you're the star of the story. So the first movement of what I'm calling selfing is, and its its whole strategy is to claim everything it's brought into contact with by consciousness. Consciousness brings the contact up, and then the mental state claims the contact and says, I'm doing it. So this is why there's a great master, Ramana Maharshi, that says this in most of his writings somewhere in them, is this is the basic point of the conception of self, in a sense, which is there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. It's a beautiful statement. A presupposing that you're a non-existent thing. Without life moving through this body, it's inert, isn't it? It has to be enlivened. Something has to animate the body. The body isn't animating itself. Have you ever seen someone you know when they die? I had a very strong experience when I was about six or nine. I had an Uncle Fred who I liked because he used to put a dollar or two in his hand and you know I'd walk behind him and he'd give it to me at relative parties. So of course he won my, my favor. You know? And he passed away and my mother took me to the funeral and it was an open casket and she said, we're going to go up and say goodbye to Uncle Fred, which I wasn't that excited about, but she brought me up there and I saw Uncle Fred and I got a super quick hit. That's not Uncle Fred. Because the life was out of Uncle Fred. I was seeing the inert, non-existent thing, the body, yes? And it was very clear to me that was an Uncle Fred. Now, in hindsight, why did I mistake the body for the animating principle? Because I was in the condition of mistaking the body as the animating principle. I was calling the spirit a physical body, Paul, yeah? But in fact, when I saw... That body without, let's say, the animating principle active, it was obvious that wasn't who I was calling Uncle Fred. It was just a freaking body, like a Toyota without a driver. Yeah. 
So this is the point. So this this claiming, this presupposing is just that. The mental state, the mental process, the yapping going on there, supposes an idea that what you are is a body. And it supposes that, it it offers it up, and there you are as big mind, let's say, and it offers it up to big mind, and then if the mind buys it, what happens is the supposing presupposes that you were prior to that which you came after. Yeah? So the mental idea now is before the consciousness, and now it says, I'm the one who's conscious. I'm the one who's seen. I as a body. I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's feeling. I'm the one who's tasting. I'm the one who's touching. I'm the one who's thinking. I'm the one who's feeling. I'm the one who's having. I'm the one who's losing. Yes? So the supposing happens after the conscious contact, but it's a presupposing. If the mind itself buys it, yes, then you as an action figure is presupposed prior to the consciousness. So now the consciousness is seen as an attribute you have. You're doing consciousness. So everything now, so when a thought arises, it's not just a thought, it's a my thought. See, my is the act of claiming. My is where the bondage, the glue of bondage is applied. It uses thoughts, yeah, to apply the glue, but the glue isn't the thought, the glue is the my. You believe you're the thinker of the thoughts. There's a belief that you're the feeler of the feelings. There's a very strong belief that you're the doer of the actions that are happening through this, yes? That's where the glue lies. And because it's an impossible glue job, what it does is it applies the glue all fucking day so it seems like it's bound. Yeah? So you think that you're a body. You would never be a body. You can only think that you're a body. It's the thinking that's seemingly making it so. It cannot make it so, but it can seemingly make so. And the most important word to get here tonight is the word seemingly. Because it shows exactly your role in everything. Everything is, it's, everything is appearing to be true or false to you. That's exactly what's happening here. Everything, everything, a very comprehensive, comprehensive statement, everything is appearing to be true or false to you. In other words, there's no meaning here at all except the meaning that you give. So here, the thought is a thought, but then when it's my thought, it's totally different. A feeling is a feeling. When it's my feeling, it can lead into a lifelong depression. Yeah? An action is an action, but when it's your action, that action is used to reinforce the sense of being the actor. That's where the bondage of self lies. It's an activity. Yeah? It doesn't say bondage to self, because that would be self is a real thing, and then you're a real thing, and then something happens where is used to bond you to this chair. That would be easy to escape, because you could just find the right key, let you off, and then you would leave the bondage to the chair. But the bondage of self is an activity that you're involved in. You have to wake up. 
You don't need to find the divine locksmith. You have to wake up. And the fact is, you are already awake. That's the damn good news. Yeah? Inherently, we're all awake. You're seeing right now. Have, did you wake up in the morning today and then you had your yoga say at 9 and you had your massage at 10 but at 8 o'clock you had your seeing. You went to the class of seeing and you went into a room and they had like pictures of saints and masters and you were practicing the seeing. I'm, I think I'm seeing clearer or practicing the hearing. Does that which you actually are, does the consciousness exhibit any thought or effort to be conscious? Do you ever get tired of seeing? You may get tired of what you're seeing, but does the seeing ever get tired? The eyes may get tired, the ears may go bad, but it doesn't define the seeing. The seeing is demonstrating absolutely no effort because it's in the state of being what it is. It's being what it is. Something that's being what it is doesn't exert sweat. It's not fucking work. So awareness is being aware. It's not doing awareness. We think we're doing awareness. We think we're doing mindfulness. That's why it's so freaking exhausting. But the being is different. It doesn't have any thought or effort. So why would you believe anything that says you're going to get back to that through thought and effort that's an insane thing. What you're trying to get back to exhibits no thought or effort. So the presupposing, it's a beautiful statement. Then he says, if that's the case, then your spiritual practices themselves may be reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? This is, a, this is a very, this will save you fucking tons of time. <laughs> the pra- if, if, this, if the non-existent thing is being taken to be existing, then the spirit, spiritual practice uses your practicing as the non-existent thing. Yes? Those spiritual practices will be used to reinforce the non-existent thing. Yeah? How could then they destroy it? How could that which is reinforcing the dilemma or the, or the impossible problem, how could they destroy it? Yet under, we're, we're feeling that we're under the pretense that we're doing this to destroy the ego or something like that, but we're feeding it. It's like I have a story. Remember, I had very, very bad digestion. I've had a lot of uh, trauma operate, you know, getting run over by a car twice in one night. Very <laughs> difficult to do. <laughs> a lot of shit. So I was flooded with a lot of antibiotics in my life. And they basically killed whatever was in my stomach. So I had trouble with my digestion. So I was always looking for how to get relief. And I'd buy tons of different products. And there was this one product. They sold it at Whole Foods. It came in these little bottles, and it was from Canada, and it had like 8 trillion beneficial flora in each bottle. It was like $48 a pack, you got like 8 of them, and I drank it religiously for about a year and a half. Never missed a day, and I'm thinking I'm doing great, I'm adding more beneficial flora, get in there, change the whole system, the whole environment. So then I decided I was going to sell, you know, there was like a a laboratory you could send your shit to, literally, your literal shit, and they would study it, and they'd tell you what's going on in there. So I said, yes, I 
got in touch with Smoky Mountain Labs in Tennessee, I, and they sent me a couple of bottles, and you take the specimen, and they give you a, a little sheet to check off what you want them to check out. So everyone, of course, parasites is the first. Then I said, all right, beneficial flora. I wrote, checked it all out, and I couldn't wait for the returns. I get the returns, I'm reading it, and I look at signs of beneficial flora, zero percent. Zero percent. I've been drinking this shit for two years. I just poured at least 300 zillion trillion of these devils in there. Where the hell are they? There's absolutely no sign that there's any beneficial flora. And then it says, oh, there's these two bacteria found in your body. And guess what? They love that shit. They love the beneficial flora. So basically, you've been catering a gourmet meal to these two bacteria for two years. They couldn't have imagined it was beyond heaven. Because I was supplying the highest level of food to them, all the while thinking what I was doing was making it better, was doing the exact opposite result. It may apply to what you think you're doing to get out of something, because you cannot get out of an imaginary place. <coughs> if you have mistaken something in the beginning, that will de- ru- duplicate itself or replicate itself every step of the way. That's why the warning is right there at the presupposing of a non-existent thing. It should be like, you know, in the cigarette packs, and they have that sign on there now saying, this could be dangerous to your health. This little statement... The presupposing or not should be stamped in every self-help book before you get into the pages, before the author page. Just stamp it in there. So when you're paging through, hey, you don't fucking need this book, basically. You know what I mean? Because while you're reading this book, this may be happening. There may be a presupposing of a non-existent thing wanting to get salvation by reading this book for the non-existent thing. Or we should have, like, public spiritual announcements as people are driving down to the retreat and then just break through the radio and go, Ah, you are what you're looking for. The seeker is the sort. Pull over. (laughs) Because the point is, in a lot of ways, what they're saying, and these masters are trying to save us time, one of the famous ones is Huang Po, a great Zen master from China, and he says very clearly, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the light to seek the light. You can't use the big M mind to seek the big M mind. You can do it for eons and nothing will happen. Because what he's saying is, you're the Buddha. The only way it would seem valid to anyone to search for the Buddha would not to be the Buddha. I mean, would the Buddha be searching for the Buddha if it knew it was the Buddha? It would just be, it would be being the Buddha, Buddhaing around. <laughs> but obviously, that drive to, to search for something implies you take yourself not to be that which you're searching for. Or why would you search? Wouldn't you see the searching for it would hide it from you? It would be terrible news that to that which is invested in finding the Buddha to realize it's the Buddha. Because it's in, it has a whole story about I'm a find I'm a I'm a seeker for the Buddha. 
That's what happened with me. When I heard this message, like my spiritual pants fell down, and I just didn't pick them up. I said, what the fuck am I going to do? I had so much time on my hands, because I had been a very good seeker. But the whole point, you have to do that. You meditate for four hours. As long as the mind's crazy, you'll sit there. As soon as, as, soon as you reach serenity, you're up doing your laundry. You don't really want to find peace. Unless you're in, unless you're there to find it, and the real peace is based on your absence as the non-existent thing, and your absence as a non-existent thing is totally absolute. You don't have to vanish a non-existent thing. You don't have to get out of an imaginary place. It's seeing that it's not so ends it. The only appropriate response to an imaginary problem is seeing it's an imaginary problem. It doesn't exert or need any more effort. You just see it for what it is and what it is it ain't. That's it. The solution doesn't take any freaking time. It doesn't need to have any vigilance. It doesn't have to be worked on every day. It's not like muscle tone. If you don't go to the gym, it's going to go flabby. It's not like that. It's not something, it's not, in, it's not in a precarious condition. It is what it is. And it's always available at all time. Like all the seeming different languages, it's speaking the one language, conscious contact, that we all can understand. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, and there's no effort being displayed in the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and there's no thought that precedes the seeing. I don't go, I'm going to see a bird today. If my eyes are open, I'm probably going to see a bird. There's no, I don't make a vow or a, I'm, I'm committed to seeing a bird today. It's just whatever shows up, you see. So is there any efforting in it? Where do you think, what do you think you're going to finally rest in other than that? You think it's going to be more special than that? You know how special it is that we're on and we're awake? It's usually special. We want to have spirit, we want to like a spectacle in spirituality or an extreme. I'd much rather go to the Amazon fucking forest and do ayahuasca than to be awake. It's much more exciting, and I'll have a lot more blog hits if I do that. <laughs> it's just an ordinary dog shit awareness that's extraordinary, if noticed. It brings a leavening agent into your life, better than 50 time massages. You're chilled out. You don't take yourself so seriously, nor other seeming selves so seriously. The body is the greatest beneficiary because the body has been seen as the center of the universe since you were about six or seven. Your thought system has been magnifying the light of all lights on this one object and you've been thought about incessantly for 40, 50 fucking years. You're fried. Literally. Remember when you were a kid? Look at sunlight. It's dispersed. It's, it's, it's great for everyone. If it would just go like this, on one, you'd incinerate in a second. But we have, we have the mental state playing the role of a magnifying glass, and there's the light, the undifferentiated light that we are, and it's, getting, it's going, moving through that, and instead of being dispersed and relaxed, it's focused on you as a body all day.
That's where all the neuroses come. It's like selfing is going up its own ass, coming out of its own mouth, and back up its ass again. Just like convoluting, getting more mutated. Yeah. It's relief from. See, I happen, it happened with me. I remember I was in AA for about eight or nine years, and I was trying to get freedom from the obsession with self, but I was missing that I was trying to get freedom from the obsession with self as a self. That was the problem that I kept running into, and I didn't notice. I just backed up and tried to go through the wall the another way. Back up and go through the wall another way. There was no way out, because the fact was I was never in. And then one day... Something cracked open, and I read this statement that I had read many times before in this chapter called How It Works, and it was, goes like this. It was like, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, being convinced that self, and that when I use the word self, it, it implies the feeling, the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, a body, Yeah? So, being convinced that self, manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. We're the us, yeah? And self is like a foreign installment, or a parasitical movement. And it manifests in various ways, and in those ways it defeats us. And it says, if you're convinced of that, we'll now look at its common manifestations. And then the first one is resentment. Yeah? And so what happened with me, when I read that, I saw self as a foreign installment. I saw it as a parasitical movement. And for the first time, as soon as I saw it that way, a possibility that was always available, but not, not available to me in the condition I seemed to be, opened up. As soon as I saw that it wasn't me, the next possibility that dawned was I can be free from it. And as soon as I do- that dawned on me, I realized I had been trying to be free as it, through it, for it, by it, my whole freaking life. And then that answer that was presented became the last answer. After all these freaking years, I haven't looked for a turbocharge answer. I don't want more of an answer. I don't want less of an answer. It just works. Now all I'm in is the state of entertaining that. <laughs> The entertaining is, you're going to see, you're always like this great Zen master says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. It just erases tons of possibilities. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So guess what? You're not a body. (laughs) You're the perceiving, and yet the perceiving cannot be perceived. So, if you're being seen by someone, that's not what's seen. Yeah? You're the... What can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So, just get it. (laughs) Okay? Alright, so now, the false reference has been questioned, and then maybe, it's not a long journey to get back to where you already are. Maybe there'll be a shift in a sense where the mental activity won't be the dominant, dominant thing going on, that the background of the being will now move to the foreground and then the mental actions will move to the background. And then suddenly you'll have the horse in front of the cart and shit makes sense. Yeah? 
You now grow in satisfaction and contentment, which causes the pursuit of happiness to be a leisurely walk, because you're already happy. Yeah. You're not driven to get something that you already are, which is you, you are serenity, you are contentment. The peace is of mind. It's not a peace that you get. Peace is of mind. And I'm saying we are mind. We are awareness. We don't have it. We don't have a little of it and we need to get more of it. We are it. And then you just rest there. You suddenly have an immunity to the field. It's like the playing field of the mental state is what's not happening. You have an immunity. Most people who have flipped out tonight, it's never about tonight. It's about last week and next week. You have to see where this seemingly displaced. We're living an interpretation of life. We really are. Like the word resentment means to re-feel. Everything is being redone. Rethought, rehashed, refeel, redo. It's it's just like a do-over, a constant do-over. And the only thing thing that keeps us in, attentive to it is that we're the star. It's like watching the same episode of the Fonz for like thirty fucking years. <laughs> Everyone else would turn the channel off except Fonz. <laughs> Literally, if you saw what's going on in your head right now and was framed as Stanley's, you would fucking turn it off in 30 seconds. We've been listening to it for 50 years. Because it's about us, seemingly. That's the only thing that makes it interesting, is the identification with the topic. If you see it's not that, it's not like vanquishing and a killing. You'll lose interest in that which supports the story. You will. Thoughts will be seen as thoughts, not yours. Feelings will be feelings, not yours. Actions, you'll give yourself a fucking break. Look at what happens here tonight at this place, in this place. Thoughts are nobody's thoughts, yes? Let's say I have a girlfriend, and then I've hundreds of times I thought I hate my girlfriend, yes? But nothing, I, nothing happened. It just went through my head, and the relationship is fine. I'm not arrested on stalking charges. Nothing's happening. Then one day, it comes in, and I'm in a fertile condition. And it goes, I hate my girlfriend. And then I say it to her. Yeah? Now, I forget that I said it that night, but she doesn't. She never forgets. And now that thought, yeah, once it compelled an action, I'm beholden to that action. In this court of this world, I'm convicted. Yeah? Now, I had the thought hundreds of times, but it can never bring about that result. The one that compelled an action, yeah? because that thought cannot express here. It has to have this possibility to express its intent. And it has to convince this to let it out, so to speak, of its cage. Once it's let out, you're tattooed here by what you do. I know people who killed someone in a blackout. They can't even remember what they did that have them in jail for 30 years. But a thought, and they must, they may have had a thought about killing someone hundreds of times, but that one time the thought got enough propulsion, which is through the my. It's not the thought, it's the my. The my is the booster of it. You finally think, you've been thinking it's been yours, and it combines all the times you wanted to kill somebody, and it's all the times you thought someone should get it, and therefore it finds some, it finds expression, and you're tattooed by it here. 
even if you wake up and you know you're not the doer of it, the court doesn't see it that way. The girlfriend doesn't see it that way. Yeah. They're nobody's thoughts. Nobody's thoughts. They're thoughts. What catches them, the antenna that calls them into fruition, is my. The only way they can break the me- membrane of impossibility into possibility, which we play the role of, that membrane, is through the my. The my will pull them out and allow them to find expression, and you'll be tattooed for them. That's this action for you. This is the power we're involved with. We give everything all the meaning it has. It's a huge, huge event. We're dreaming this place. Everything here is seemingly so. Based on what? What sees it, sees it to be so or not? There's nothing real that overrides us. We override everything. We have it in recovery. People have a long story of the worst thing that ever happened to them. They built a temple around it. It excuses them from losing jobs and never having a good relationship because this happened to me when I was young. And it's, they've been thinking it for 12 years. Suddenly they get in recovery and their mind changes a little bit. Suddenly it's seen as the best thing that ever happened. What was it? The worst thing or the best thing? It was neither. It's the meaning you gave it. Based on what? Its condition or your condition? Your condition. If your condition is based on volatile outer conditions, it's a precarious situation. If your well-being is based on outsideness, it's, it's, it's a fertile fucking Petri dish for anxiety. But if you are what you're looking for, that brings a leavening agent into this life. You'll be able to travel lighter through the interpretation. And what more do you want? You think it's enlightenment you're looking for. You're looking for contentment and satisfaction, basically. Not a satisfaction that's produced and then unproduced, but the satisfaction of knowing life from what you are. And it's a possibility. It's been stabilized. I've traveled lighter for fucking years. And I never read one book about how to travel lighter. It's just been an observation over time. And it doesn't mean it's going to change the geography of your life. If you're going to supposedly have cancer, you may have cancer. But you'll travel lighter over whatever's going to be on, you know, in store for you as a figure. Yeah? What more do you want? We put names on it, but if you had it, you'd see. You wouldn't want any fucking all the other stuff. Anything that takes time and is put off, why would you stand for that? If, the, if what you are is always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it, why would you put up with a delayed away plan? You know? Why would it have to be on, on your hard work to arrive there? You're not going to do yourself into being. And you're not going to know yourself into being. All the value you have in this lovely system has to be has to be put in the right priority. Being is way, way beyond knowing. It's way, way beyond understanding. Understanding is something that is illuminated by being. Understanding does not, does not produce being. Being precedes everything else. What's seen right now is precedes everything. 
If you fall into it, you'll, your response will be rest. That's what, it, that's what happens. And then when it dawns on you, you realize it's always been that way. It's not like it extinguished any illusion. There's no illusion without your own activity in it. Yeah? It dawns on you, and it's always been this way. It erases the seeming reality of everything you've ever seen, felt, tasted, touched, or smelled. It says it's never not been this way. And then the movie continues. But as they say in Zen, first there is the mountain, then there is the mo- no mountain, which is great, but then there's the mountain again. So things appear as they appear, but your traveling through them is a much, 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 much different. And don't think you don't need to. The, the, of course, the you know the the, the uh, kennel doors will open, and the dogs of thought will go and sniff around this thing and piss on it and neuter it. Really, <laughs> just you've been served the spiritual subpoena. I've watched this thousands of times. These these thoughts, you've already been served the spiritual subpoena. But this subpoena isn't going to demand you go to the court of the mental state. You'll be demanded to go to the court of light, and all your fucking seeming transgressions will be annulled. Like nothing ever fucking happened. Just entertain it. You're entertaining everything now. It's not like you're going to do anything different. That's what mind does. It's entertaining. You're just putting a different idea in there and see what it does with it. For me, nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. Nothing is the mother and father of everything. Look at collect some things. They're going to lead to nothing anyway. Get all your somethings and see how much value they have. They always end up being nothing. Why not start at nothing? This is the message. You've been coming. Other people have been coming. People who haven't seen me in eight years. So is anything new, Paul? No. Nothing <laughs> new. Are you going to have an intensive? No, we're not having an intensive. No need for a retreat. Unless you want to call it a vacation. That would be great. But no retreat. More in this topic doesn't necessarily mean better. It actually can do the opposite effect. You think that you understand it. That's the booby prize. This is vision, not view. View is an understanding. Vision is being. And vision is what's reliable. And understanding isn't. You can forget when you most need to remember an understanding. But you cannot forget what's always so. It has no time when it's not so. Traveling later, follow, yes. Let's bring up the testimonials. <laughs> Since I met Paul, I've been traveling later. We have a little skit about Retreat from Paul, where we send you some CDs and DVDs, and we send you a DVD of ex girlfriends 
talking about how great it is not to have Paul in their lives. <laughs> that they feel the presence like Paul's absence. And then I say, all right, if you want to sign up for a weekend trial, I promise I won't run into you in your own life. And see if you feel better without seeing me. And then, yeah, then send me a check to P.O. Box in Hawaii and take the light the year retreat from Paul. <laughs> so you'll feel, your, you'll feel the presence by my absence. <laughs> <laughs> but inherently, that is the case. You see, what stumps a lot of us is we want to be there to get it. <laughs> we want to experience our own absence. <laughs> You're not going to be there to get it. You, it's already way past the point of getting. You are it. <laughs> We're looking for it in time while it's here, always available at all time, because it's not of time. It's timeless. Like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. <laughs> you're not of time. You're not of fame. You're not of this nor that. Something totally different. Yeah. <laughs> Just rest there. I mean, you'll know, you'll recognize the end of the road. I mean, it's just obvious. Then you can rest. And you'll have enough energy to do whatever is called upon. We all have seed assignments, yeah? You'll be able to fulfill the seed assignment. But, see, when you remember when you were young and you just run into a room, and then there was a point in time where every time you did anything, it was accompanied by thought? Did you ever notice that when you were a kid? Really, what you were enjoying was the absence of thought a lot of the time. Like when I would be playing, I never worried once when I was a kid, will I be playing next week? Because time hadn't set up yet. Yeah? And I wasn't trying to get into the moment because I hadn't entertained the insane idea I could be out of the moment. All of this stuff grew, in a sense, on this linear storyline. It wasn't seemingly there, and then it became there, and then it usurped the experience of life is happening and supplanted it with an interpretation, life's happening to me. And a lot of us don't like that saddle. We don't like being ridden by it. It's especially when you get what you want and it becomes it produces more dissatisfaction than when you didn't get it. When you didn't get it, at least you had hope that something that you could do would fulfill you. But when you've tried everything, and it still produces even more of a sense of a lack or an emptiness, I mean, you're up shit's creek. You can't win either way. But it's humbly, humbly, humbly. It's always available at all times, right where you are with no requirement necessary to meet it because you are being it. You're not doing it. You're not having it. You're not in fear of losing it. You're being it. So, any questions? Yes. What's it? What's it? Find out. <laughs> it's not a thing. All you can do is indicate in some direction. But find out.
But find how I found out, or I find out, is by realizing what I'm not. And in seeing what I'm not, I find out what I am. Yeah? I can't experience it because I'm it. I can't see it because it's what's seen. But there's a finding out. I don't know how to put it, but it's more of an intimation. Yes? Yes. But it's for me, it comes about by... Uh, realizing what you're not. It's not about realizing what you are because you would be trying to realize what you are as what you're not. That's why it never works. Just realize what you're not and then you don't need to do anything else other than that. You'll find out what you are. Yeah? It's a different direction. But it's a very absolute direction. It never varies. Yes? Um... When, yeah, um, I'm just kind of speaking for nothing, don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I wanted to know, uh, from your opinion, you know, with substance abuse, and, and you are being, if you're abusing substances, or alcohol, drugs, etc., is that not then a way to get out of being because you don't want to be? What you are? Why? I, I can't frame the question correctly. Why does that all come into being at certain parts in certain people's lives? With, is it getting away from self? Well, you're attempting to. So it's that. But you're attempting to get away from self as self. Self as self. Yes. And that causes the addiction. It reinforces the addiction. It reinforces of course. Just we're like try, 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 but it doesn't work. It's a failed system. So then, to stay uh, aware without drug use and just be and be comfortable with being with with the thoughts coming in or feelings feelings that arise without thought and you're, you're weeping you're in, in pain that won't last so it's just to move through that yes okay the thing is the action figure is what is the de- is the demonstration of the addiction yes you have alcoholism or addiction yeah so what happens is the action just like if you had diabetes mm-hmm. and let's say you thought you woke up would that mean you'd stop taking the insulin of course, you would take the insulin still for the body, yes? Yes. Well, alcoholism is very similar. It's, it's an addiction, right? It's a disease of the brain and the body, yeah? So you need to deal with that. And you also hear, because there's time in this dreaming, you need to have a way of life because you can get sober, but you can't stay sober. So you need a way of life. So the, what, what was revealed to me, or what I discovered, AA appeared in my life. So I had an event, in a sense, in a trailer park in 1988, March 21st, and I was drinking a bottle of Royal Gate vodka, which is very cheap vodka, like 80 cents a pint, with a guy who I didn't know, and I just came out of a blackout. The last memory I had was I was in San Francisco, and now it's two hours north in a trailer park. And what happened was, I was just looking at him, we are passing the bottle back and forth, and he had a big head, big face with a bulbous nose and varicose veins, and I said to myself, this guy's a fucking bum. 
But lo and behold, he was looking at me like I was a bum. At least that's how I read it. And for some reason, something happened. And my head stopped. That screaming of thought stopped for about two or three, five minutes. And something downloaded. And it was like a CNN news flash. Just a headline, not a story. And it said, I'm fucked. Now, all everyone who knew me knew I'd been fucked for quite a while, but it was sort of like news to me because we are, we were in the in the in like a constant flexing of the the muscles of denial to keep out this fact, and then it broke through, and it's something it went. We call it the innermost, which is not in the mental state. It went somewhere else, and that was the last time I ever had a feeling or a thought about drinking and using. For 28 years now. So this isn't always the case, but I was sort of struck sober. Right. Yeah? And so something sort of took out that nuclear urge to escape out of me. And as if the problem never existed for me anymore. Now that has, was a major demonstration in this dream that there's a power greater than us because like we say in recovery... I had run into that point where no human power could relieve me of this dilemma. My mother wanted me to stop. The state wanted me to stop. People who hated me wanted me to stop. I wanted to stop, but I was powerless. I was just taken over by this parasite, and I was being used for transportation. Something put a halt to it and produced, to me, it's the only, other than this message... It's the only solution I ever found here that's worthy of the term solution. Because it caused the problem not to exist for me anymore. And that's a fucking damn good solution. Mm -hmm. So I saw that as a demonstration of this power that I believe we are. Mm -hmm. Yes? It's taking, erasing an insurmountable condition that had been the major tattooing of me since I was six till I was 36. Yeah, and taking all of its influence off of me, and then giving me. I next day I ran met AA, and AA provided a way of life because we're in the stream of time where that sobriety could express itself. Yeah, and have a large field. You can, it's not going to find expression if it's super chaotic and you're ripping and roaring and this and that. So AA gave me a way of life which was totally necessary for the expression of it. It's, it didn't produce it, but it allowed it to express you. Yes? That's all I ever fucking needed to see that. I was convinced at that point for two things. I'm not managerial quality and that I was powerless over alcohol and drugs. Now, that was a fact before I got sober and after I got sober. But before I got sober, I was in denial of that fact, that I was not managerial quality, and that I was powerless. After, and the effects, that denial, because it isn't the facts, it's the facts being, uh, that those facts move through you, and they can appear to be two ways. One was, I, in denial of it, it was the fucking precursor of tons of destruction and fucking consequences. Then when I was in a pl- compliance with those two facts, then my life got big, really big and spacious. And then these possibilities of satsang could be heard, and not only heard, but they could find some traction. Yes? That's the beauty of it. But I'm totally clear that alcoholism is not of you. It's of brain and body. What you are does not have alcoholism. 
And what you are is a spiritual condition. The spiritual condition cannot be produced. And the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition is to be the spiritual condition. But yet still, when, when you are, like I'm sober, I'm clean, but when those feelings come, come up, as they do, so you just move through them like pain. If you're overmatched with them, find skillful means. Right. Find skillful means to lessen their effects and to shorten the time they're having effects. That for, for the pain. Yes, the find skillful means. There's tons of skillful means here. They're not, they're not in conflict with what you are because you're dealing with what you're not, the action figure. It's like if your Toyota runs out of oil, you're going to put oil in it. Yeah, you're going to have to have a lot of maintenance stops. Yes? That's the skillful means of Buddhism and all like that. But then, what you are outshines fucking everything. But admit when it doesn't seem to be and take the necessary steps to have be chilled out, of course. See, the best thing about a tool or about a skillful means is when you don't need to use them. That's the fucking best thing. Yeah? Yes? I was just going to say, um, uh, what separates us from um, the monkey, I guess, would be that we can we can plan in the future. They can't, right? An animal they plan in the future. No, no, an animal has to experience something. You can't say, well, I'm going to stick my paw in there and get burned first. We can actually plan. So uh, planning has been a great advent. Ad- advantageous to us in evolving, right? Do you agree? I mean, we got a prefrontal lobe which separates us from the chimpanzee. We but see, from my view, it. these are topics of the dream. No, no, no. So you're assuming the non-existent Yes, but that's a topic in the dream. I don't believe this is a real place. Seriously, sorry. I don't. I don't think there's evolution. There seems to be evolution here. I don't think there's evolution. I don't. Do you know what I mean? So uh, in this in this format, but, but that's an animal, not applicable. But, but an animal, to yes, in the future, you can actually burn, you can drink the water to experience it to get whatever. Whereas we can plan, and that's where we got where we are today by planning. No, admittedly, <laughs> admittedly, we did screw it up. But it was advantageous to evolve into this state that we're having. Well, see again. That's a very important topic in a different context. What we're speaking about is what's prior to the dream. Yes? So in the dream, anything can happen, whatever we can come up with. But this topic tonight has nothing to do with evolution or planning or not planning. It's just seeing who is it. Yeah? So let's say you're planning, right? You're planning. While you're planning, why not ask who is it that's planning? See if it's you. If it ain't you, you may not take the plan so uh, seriously. Yeah? Like we say in AA, it's a beautiful statement. You'll lose interest in your little plans and designs. When they're your plans and designs, are they ever little? Fucking no. <laughs> 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 well, I'm not saying that uh, we didn't screw it up. I'm just saying that uh, it got screwed up. No, I understand you, but what you're talking about an animated dreaming situation, when we're attempting to talk about the nexus point between the dream or the, let's say, the interpretation 
the being and the mental state. That's what we're talking about tonight. That would be something we could talk about at coffee. Yeah? But this is the wrong venue to get into planning and evolution. Yeah, yeah. But I understand. No, I'm totally into what you're saying. But to me, it's just not applicable right now. It's like I'm attempting... It's sort of like when people bring hypothetical questions up or they want to talk about doing something. When this isn't about doing or having or this isn't about the realness of animals and people and evolution. You know, humbly, personally, I don't believe it. I don't believe anything ever happened here. I believe everything is happening but it has never culminated into a happened. <laughs> it's just so, I think it's all verbing. And we're dreaming. We're dreaming evolution, we're dreaming everything. And I'd like to just get to that point, because the relief or the freedom is prior to the bondage. See, if, if there's a feeling there's a problem, the real solution to it is prior to the problem, not after the problem. It's prior, yeah? So, the bondage has to be agreed on by you to have any effect, yeah? And what I'm saying, let's say there's a problem, let's say, and so you need a solution. And if you fall upon this solution, what it, do, what it informs you is there is no problem. That's its information. That's what downloads. That it's the problem is an activity. Once it does that job, it disappears. Because if there's no problem, there's no need for a solution. That's the solution. That's the, that is the most timeless, most available solution at all is not a solution. Yes? It's beautiful. Do you see? So from the problem, you need solutions. Yeah? If you fall upon this solution, it's going to inform you very clearly that the problem is, in a, is an activity that you, not as this, but you as what you are, is in, is in cahoots with. I mean, you're dreaming the dreaming. Yeah? It's a verb. There's no dream. It never turns into a thing. There's just dreaming. There's just everything is happening, but nothing ever happens. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. And every night you go to sleep, and the whole the whole fucking circus seems to close. Yes, doesn't it? And then you go into deep sleep, and there's no even dreaming anything there. And then you wake up, and let's say the Paul Heatherman show has been renewed for another day. And then you're like you're Henry Henry. You get the leather jacket, and you go play Paul Heatherman. <laughs> and you look forward to getting home and sleeping. <laughs> you know, like an etcher sketch. You know, like an etcher sketch. It gets all erased, and then if you if you're lucky or unlucky, you can look at it two ways. You wake up, and then all right, got renewed again. <laughs> but I don't believe anything happened here. I don't. Seriously, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I mean, it's happening. I give you that. But without you, nothing happens here. <laughs> there's, no, there's no need to try to get into the moment. It's an impossibility you ever being out of a moment. Without you, there ain't no moment. <laughs> really, there isn't. Without, this, without the seeing, there's nothing seen. Nothing. Nothing is seen without the seeing. 
Everything is dependently originated. It's all based on the seeing. It's not based on the seeing. That's for sure. It's based on seeing. And I say humbly that it's demonstrating right now wherever we think we're sitting. The baseline, we're all intrinsically connected, not in a collective, we are that. We are that which is the seeing right now. There's no difference in what's looking out of your head than what's looking out of this head. None whatsoever. The differences are on the surface. They're in appearances only. If you go beyond the appearance, there aren't things happening. <laughs> There's no independent separate entity. There's none. We're not defined by things. These aren't individual island countries that I stop behind this cheekbone and then whatever we want to call this space, which is actually the whole essence of it. And you know, and then I see another thing. <laughs> You're like the fish who thinks it's dry in the middle of being in the ocean. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You're like a wave because it's identified as a wave and it's come to believe that it's a, a dry wave and then suddenly it has a huge desire to experience the ocean. It wants to study the ocean. It wants to become an expert on the ocean. It wants to jump in the ocean and get wet occasionally. But it refuses to realize it's the ocean because it's hung up on being a fucking wave. What would, how long would it take for it to become the ocean as a wave? Absolutely no time at all. Because the wave is the ocean. <laughs> As the ocean, the ocean isn't believing that it's dry. Only as a wave can it believe it's separate. Only as a wave can it think it's dry. Only as a wave can it compare itself to other waves. I'm a short wave. I want to break on Hawaii shores. Why, why am I breaking on New Jersey shores? I want, to, I want to have the world champion ride me, not a fucking boogie border or whatever. You know, all this shit comes oh, with the wave. But all the while, and it has all the complaints of the wave. I wish I could meet another wave. You know? <laughs> Maybe a fucking, you know, something, you know. All that, and it makes total sense. It's, there's evolution in the waves, and there's, you know, there's all this, and the greatest old wave that ever was, and stuff like that. But the fact is, it's ocean. It's never not been ocean. It will always be ocean. I don't care how much you think it's a wave, it's not changing the fact. What's the underlying fact of your basic life? Consciousness. Not you, not thinking, not feeling, but consciousness. Tell me you have a different consciousness than the one that's moving through you. How can you ever recognize that? It's not a thing. It doesn't wear a different size pants. It's consciousness, yes? Meet there. Maybe if you saw people from there, you'd forgive them without any effort because you'd see nothing ever happened here. Literally. You're going to forget all your transgressions or anyone else's transgressions tonight, no matter how much you've been thinking about a resentment towards that jamoke. It's going to be forgotten. That's because it's not so. It needs you to breathe, breathe life into it. Once you fall asleep, it's not breathed into life. You may start again the next morning, but, yeah, this is what happens. 
something dawns on you and it displays that everything you took seriously wasn't to be taken seriously. It's an absolute negation of the reality of everything else. Not like killing it or anything, but just as a way of acceptance. If you weren't this, wouldn't you let it be more like it wants to be? If this wasn't an, if see, if this isn't you, the urban renewal project would be canceled. You'd give it a fucking break, let it fart what it wants to fart. You know, fucking throw an ice cream in there every once in a while. <laughs> do this, do that. You know, I don't want to work out today or whatever it is. You know, it would get a great break. But as the center of the universe, it's always going to be. You're going to be observing it, critiquing it, fucking going over it all day. It's way too much. Too much mental grooming, you know? You're not a show horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a utilitarian vehicle. I'm not a fucking the parade of the 500. I'm like a Toyota pickup. You know, get me to a store, go here, go there. Upholstery's ripped, fucking changes in there. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's just a. I don't know. It's this humble invitation. I've done the best I can tonight to offer it. And it's on you now. It always has been. Oh, yes. I thought I was getting out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making this thoughtful. Oh, thank you. Thanks for giving nothing. <laughs> you can, I guarantee you I'll keep giving you nothing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for not being no? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Paul, I was going to ask you a question, then you preempted it. I was going to say, so what can we do to to come to the realization that we're, we're not waves? And then you preempted it by saying, it's not something you can do. No. And you really don't come to the realization. The translation as a story will be you came to it, but you can't, you don't come to everywhere. You're in everywhere. Yeah? You don't come, you don't, it's not an event, that which is all events. Yes? We still translate it as a separate action figure because we're using the language of separation. Yeah? But really, in fact, you don't have a realization of it. Yeah? That which is obvious becomes obvious and it demonstrates immediately it's always been that way. But how can you cause it to happen? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. And you can't cause it not to happen, which is the fucking good news. You believe you can. You believe you can separate from what is, but you can't. That's the good news. Look at it the second way. You can't cause it not to be so. You think you can, but you can't. You go back into it every night when you go into deep sleep. If your day was full of sins, you go in. If it was full of, you know, service, you go in. There's no gates there. It's the gateless gate. A realization, like Ramana Maharshi says, I love Ramana Maharshi's writings, so Ramana Maharshi says, it's not about realizing, it's about what any spiritual practice does is really just dispel ignorance. <clears throat> so what we're sharing tonight is a correction, really. That's all it is. It's looking at maybe something that have, is having an overriding influence in your life that you're not aware of. 
which is the mental state claiming everything and presupposing its, its idea of itself prior to what you are. Yeah? It's placing the afterthought as prior to consciousness so that you think you, you're, you're the doer of consciousness so you don't recognize the message of consciousness that it is you. You, you translate it as something else. It's like something I can use, something I can get better at, something I can increase but you never realize it's you because you're trying to realize it from something already called you which is an afterthought this is just a simple correction yeah it's like a correction of something that could never have happened it's basically it so now you start from zero or you start from the 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 zero square of the game board and you see the game differently if you think square three is the beginning monopoly will look totally different from square three as the beginning than square zero this is just a correction of a mistake that never happened literally it's not cryptic it's true when it's not when it becomes noticeable you'll see it's going to reveal that nothing ever happened maybe it will maybe it won't that's how it translated with me doesn't mean nothing's happening nothing ever happened it's happening all the time but there'd be no nothing there would be no happening without you yeah, just like they say in physics the greatest influence of any experiment is the is the experimenter or whatever Observation distorts what's observed. That's what happened. You're the observation. And what actually is, you're the observed. Yeah? This is the role we have here. We give everything all the meaning it has. There's a bias immediately. As soon as you... It's, it's like this. Yeah. Here's the story. We're going to... Of... You're a lion. Okay? So here's the message. You're a lion. You're a lion. A lot of people like that message. It resonates. And so, all right, here it comes. You're a lion. You're a lion. You're a lion. You're a lion. And it hits these ears. And these ears are formatted as a sheep. Yeah? So when you hear the message, you're a lion, you go like this, but it gets translated into, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. You see? What happens is, what's receiving this message is the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So if that's what receives it, it neuters the message. And it makes it palpable to its story, which is work, efforting, practicing, this and that. Yes? That's what it does. Knowing this, that any message that is sent towards your way, the first myth that's going to arise to catch it is the mental myth. And as soon as that ball hits, the game is made out of it. It turns it into a baseball or a football or a volleyball, but it neuters the message. Okay? So now you become aware of that little thievery. So now instead of looking from after the fact of that heist, you see it before the heist. You recognize it. You now see the modality of the mental state as claiming as presupposing itself prior to what is looking. And you see the absurdity of it. Now you're rooted back in the square that you are truly starting from, which is consciousness. And you're not wasting time to convince the third square to move to the zero square, because all the seeming squares are the zero square. They're all appearing in the same square, which is what you are. You want to make it a huge journey 
All right, make it 98 squared. So maybe the 50th square, it dawns on you. What dawns on you is square zero. Then you work harder and you get the 78th square, and then the mind breaks open. What's, what's revealed to you? Square zero. After, after a while, you realize all the other squares appear in square zero. Nothing ever moved away or moved closer. How could something move closer to everywhere? The same base of every moment, let's say there was a reality that there was 50 years ago, it would be the same presence. Nothing's ever changed. The baseline has been the exact same presence, a field of awareness with a dream appearing in it. We're the dreaming. And we're the thing that perceives the dreaming, yeah, as the dreamt. That's what happens. And we perceive the dreaming in an ignorance because we're identified as the dreamt, so the dream seems, seems real because we seem real as a thing. And then in that seeming reality, we forget the reality, seemingly. We can't forget it because we are it, but we can seemingly forget it as something else. That's what we're doing here. We're in this little charade and pantomime, and you think you have to come to a talk to hear about it, but all you're hearing is what you already know, because you're being it. A lot of us don't want it. We want to keep hearing it, but we don't want to really be it. A lot of people want to want to be free, but they don't want to be free, because it would exclude them from it. People want to be here to experience their own absence. It's not available. It's not. You're going to be absent. When you finally get to the greatest party of all time, you'll never be there. (laughs) It's true. It's like the old story, I'll end with this, and I mean end. (laughs) Here's heaven's door, yes? All right. (laughs) So, I want to go to heaven, I'm tired of this place and stuff, So, and I feel like I've done pretty good, I've been meditating a lot, I've got a good spiritual resume. I'm pretty pretty confident that I have the requirements and the credentials, so knock on the door. And then the door opens immediately, which is very off-putting, you know, and there's God. And I go, God, can I come in? And God looks right at me and goes, Paul can't come in. So then I walk away dejected, and I say, I'm going to practice even more. I'm going to see all the greatest masters, and then the transcendent, you know, whatever, the transcendent masters, the bodiless masters. And all right, now I'm sure I got the credits, you know, so I'm confident. Or opens immediately. Very, still very off-putting. You think God could be somewhere else, you know? It's right at the door. So I go, God, can I come in? And he looks right at me once again and goes, Paul can't come in. So now I just said, fuck this, and I start partying, and I'm fucking drinking, and all this shit, and I fall in a river, and I get washed up, and I get washed up right near the door of heaven, and I, as I'm standing up, something in my mind cracks open, yeah, and I knock on the door, and then God opens it right away, and I go, God, can I come in? And he goes, Paul can't come in, and I walk right in. Wow. Yeah? Because he wasn't saying, I can't come in. He was saying, Paul can't come, Mary can't come in, Steve. Any identification is what you're not. cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah? So he wasn't saying, you can't come in, Paul. I was just taking it personally. Yeah? As soon as I saw I wasn't Paul, I walked right in. I could have walked in the first time, but I didn't. I wanted to play around a little more. 
I was hoping Paul would finally find a way to fucking sneak in there. But after 10 or 20 years, I was obvious, all right, I'm beaten, all right, I'm not Paul, and I walked right in. That's exactly what it's like. Dude, please do not wait for you to get it. You'll be waiting a long time. So the great... The great master Nisargadatta Maharaj, he says, well, when, how, a guy asks him, I'm going to paraphrase this badly, but he says, well, how am I going to find out that I'm a prince? And he says, well, live like one. And see, live like one. Yeah? I'm not sure if I'm a prince or not. He'd say, go live like one and see what happens. Yeah? Have faith in mind, begin mind, see. Stop relying on that and see. See what happens. Yeah? If you don't trust it, then go rely on the old reliable. That's totally unreliable. But you'll have familiarity. Try, see what happens. You know? I remember I couldn't believe it. People would keep calling me, oh, you missed a great master. He was in town. I'd go, great. You know? I just said, I'm not going fucking anymore. I heard a guy say this statement, a you know, great old Zen statement. He's speaking, and he goes, I'm like a man standing uh, by the river selling water. And I went, ooh. That sort of throws me in a bad light. And he goes, it's even funnier that I'm a man standing in the river selling water. And then I got up and walked out, and I never went to another meeting. And I put it to the test. I entertained it, and see. And after a while, I realized I was exactly the same base condition before the talk, during the talk, after the talk. That that base condition never shifts, never moves up and down. It's not like a stock market. It's just always available at all times. I'm just misnaming it. I'm thinking it's me as a thing, as a body. And that I'm doing it. I'm doing that which is being. I'm doing it. And it's mistaken, that's all. Gets corrected. Things the horse gets aligned in front of the cart. Things you see blue is blue and red and red and things become much simpler. You don't have any questions about metaphysical things. You maybe have a question of where did I leave my keys and shit. But you're not fucking concerned about why are we here? So fucking it's just pointless. You know, just be here, <laughs> really, and you'll be on a need-to-know basis. Yeah? Just be here, and if you need to know something, it'll download, and if it doesn't download, you don't need to know it. Yeah, why not? Try it. You're relying on an insane GPS. Why don't you try something that actually works? All right, so that's it. You need to tonight. Yes. I hope you come back tomorrow. If anyone's coming tomorrow at 1.30 for that event, um